0: It's currently Schrodinger's Affair. It's both an affair and it's not, because we don't know if the person's got a Schrodinger's
1: Affair. I love that. I could have
0: still said Schrodinger's Box, really, couldn't I?
2: (laughs) Welcome to the Media Week podcast, the podcast made for media people, by media people. Don't worry, we're not your CEOs just yet. We're your common media folk in the weeds of the day-to-day. Each episode, we'll share opinions on hot topics in the media world, along with some bants to keep you going on a Friday afternoon. So who's in the room? It's me, your host, Harriet from Publicis, Jack from Craft. Hello, Harriet. Buki from Wavemaker. What's wrong now? (laughs) What have I done? You had
0: to ruin it
2: already, Jack. Hello, Harriet.
0: I'm I'm greeting her.
2: (laughs) Hi. (laughs) And Charlie from MIQ.
3: Hi Barbie.
2: (laughs) In today's episode, we'll discuss the hype of Barbenheimer and discuss what this means for the future of cinema and media planning as a whole. But first... Media Week Awards. The shortlist will be announced on the 30th of August. Head to the website mediaweekawards.com for any award night details.
3: Woo. if you want to hear our voice in live and see you know what editing has been done you know maybe that's the spot to see us there
2: yeah, yeah you'll me see us in person
1: the vip <laughs> <laughs> so i reckon we'll be on some sort of pedestal <laughs> <laughs> rotating platform you, you're like a vip
0: they just asked me to work the door <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be checking <laughs> tickets
1: <laughs> i'm the vip bro
0: oh, nice nice congratulations
2: In social, against the backdrop of decreasing ad revenue, Twitter has rebranded to X. Yes, that's right. The iconic bluebird has flown the nest, replaced with a questionable logo, which looks like a tattoo you'd get on a lad's holiday in Magaluf. (laughs) As cited in Forbes, brands are vessels of meaning that provide a cognitive shortcut for people to make better decisions. And the semiotics of X are often used to symbolize death. So take that as you will. Wow. Eek.
0: Are you not That's... going for like the X marks the spot for Eek. treasure? No, nah, like... she's going
1: for X mark, means death. X means
0: death. That's, that took a, a lot of a darker turn than <laughs> I was anticipating <laughs> it to.
2: But it is business as usual, according to Twitter's UK sales chief, as cited by Campaign. But is it really? business
0: as usual i suppose he would say that though wouldn't he he's like nothing to see here everything's fine <laughs> he says with the, the kind of elon musk revolver at his the small of his back
1: <laughs> literally i think the problem with this is that obviously man like elon's been trying to make this happen for too long i mean big up to him for finally getting the x thing because he tried to do it with was it paypal mm-hmm. in like 2000 or whatever now he's done it here finally so he's got his dream but what does that actually mean for You know the artist formerly known as Twitter.
0: More same, more same. He got he got SpaceX though.
3: Yeah, SpaceX. Isn't there a Model X
0: Tesla? Yeah, Yeah. didn't they say that like it all spells it all spells
1: like sexy? Right. (laughs) Enough X's. Yeah. So like all his different companies, like one something's got an S, and then one's like a three, so it looks like an E, and then X, and then Y. So all together, it spells sexy. I feel.
0: I feel like twitter and x gets a lot of airtime. well i'm just gonna call it twitter i'm gonna be like yeah. these people who called snickers bars marathon bars for who did that um wait
1: wasn't that just what bars. it was called back in the day yeah it's yeah, like exactly. what our forefathers yes
0: yeah, so i'm just saying like our oh, forefathers yeah <laughs> well it
2: does get a lot of airtime. so let's move on quickly we've okay. got many new flash okay. items to get sorry through. Within the AI landscape, according to The Drum, a women's football ad for Orange France rightfully gains the title of one of the best sports ads ever. Created by publicist Group's AI platform, the viral advert successfully challenges people's perceptions and combats gender bias in sport. And is also a fantastic example of creative uses for new technologies. Now, Buki, with a sports marketing background, what are your thoughts on the ad? Have you seen it? Can you describe it? And do you think it successfully does challenge people's perceptions?
1: What I found quite interesting about it is that I'm not actually sure any paid went behind it. I think they went full organic.
0: And, full organic?
1: Yeah, full organic. But yeah, so they literally kind of almost kind of leaked it and people started picking it up just because of how like shocking it was. So for anyone that hasn't seen it, essentially they've got like a sizzle reel of France men's football team. You've got man like Mbappe and everyone, I don't know any other Griezmann. French footballers. <laughs> and they're all doing really, really cool stuff. The commentators are like, this is amazing. What a goal. And the crowd's going wild. And it's, it's sick. Um, spoiler the- alert.
3: Just quickly. Just oh, to- <laughs> yeah.
1: Spoiler alert. Thank you, Charlie. We're doing
0: spoiler alerts for ads now. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> that my favourite. <laughs> right.
1: Spoiler alert. And then basically they then kind of like shift the screen back over it. And then it reveals that they're actually all women's French team players. And they just use AI to make them into the likes of Mbappe. And just to showcase how good the football actually is. So it was amazing. And everyone was rightfully shocked and just excited about it. And so, yeah, I think it's an interesting piece to understand the creativity and how that means you, maybe you don't have to always use paid, but I'm not trying to talk myself out of a job. <laughs> uh, and then also just to see a big sponsor like that backing women's sport. I think some research came out by the Women's Sport Trust that said that people are more likely to think positively about a brand that supports women's sport than men's sport and when that drops down to the 18 to 24 category then it's even higher I think it's like 42 percent wow I know so if you're really looking for perception change for your clients or your clients are really looking for that kind of thing you're almost better off supporting women's sport than men's sport obviously that's got high awareness and it has affinity with like elitism and success but if you actually want perception change that's where you might be better off spending your sponsorship dollars.
3: I thought it was like a really powerful ad, really like strong message and like so much good out of it. But I couldn't help but be a little bit terrified by how convincing it was, like how much I was sold on to it. And then like as soon as you know about it, you're like, oh, Griezmann's face looks a little bit frozen there. Maybe actually like, but I was just watching it like, oh, great goals and things like that. And obviously they are great goals. But like it is a bit scary where you're like, oh, my God, how easily can I be tricked by this? How many you know deep fakes are there going to be? Of us, and I think we spoke about this a little bit on podcasts where we said, you know, the ability to use AI to create sort of some of that stuff. So it's it's quite interesting to see how quickly was this getting so much limelight, how much it will be adopted by the brands. I as wonder well. if the
1: men's team consented. Like, did Mbappe? Because obviously Mbappe wasn't in that, but mm-hmm. did he consent to have his likeness used via AI? I wonder how that works.
0: What are the, laws, oh, the laws? I don't on know.
2: That? It's for good, right? Yeah. So um, we digress, I think though. He'd, but- he'd be. <laughs> You know, he'd be naughty not to consent. Anyway.
0: <laughs> be naughty not to consent. Are you going to go and tell tell him off? Yes,
2: I say, mm, mm, <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with your lack of consent towards this advert for good. That's anyway, so moving on. In the connected TV landscape, referenced by eMarketer this week... Connected TV ad spending on YouTube is much further ahead than other streaming competitors. It was cited in a report that spending has increased by 31% versus the likes of Netflix at just 6% growth. CTV is a lucrative market and one of the strongest ad spending sectors this year. E-Marketer forecasts that YouTube is bringing in about $2.89 billion of CT ad spending in the US, second only to Hulu. So that's pretty big.
0: The thing about YouTube is... It's massive. There's a rant like, coming in. A, yeah, <laughs> sorry. It, I,
1: I, you guys can't uh, see, but his arms are crossed. <laughs> so yeah,
0: I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, like, you know, it's a really integral kind of media channel, really important. And we plan it for a lot of clients. But the recent sort of proliferation of like the mid-roll, like just kind of, jarringly in the middle of content really raises questions over the quality of that inventory because it's like yeah it's fine and we compare it to you know the likes of itvx and all four and and what have you but it just feels like a little bit mickey mouse when you're sort of trying to watch so the other day i was sat in the living room watching netball world cup highlights with my wife and then you know just suddenly out of nowhere it's like and is an ad for 15 seconds and it's like that's fine because you get breaks in normal programming but it's just like bang out of nowhere, and it just it's kind of jarring. The experience is a little bit cheapened, I think.
3: That certainly is more of what we've seen on YouTube. I think this point's quite interesting in terms of like the CTV like growth of it. And I think mm. what we're actually seeing is more. I think main sort of fuel behind this trend is the fact that like people are naturally watching more and more YouTube on CTV. Like it's such an easy platform now with the the app being there. It's so easy to just why watch it on your phone when actually you could just watch it on that big screen. I think one thing that would be interesting is there's still lots of how people engage with much of their YouTube is often, you know, putting music on in the background or leaving, you know, a kid's show to put them in front of the screen. So it should be interesting to know sort of about attention, though it's on the big screen. Actually, can we start using sort of attention partners to say how engaged people actually are with that big screen content versus something like if you put Netflix on the big screen, you're watching it, whereas YouTube might be, you know, how to cut an onion really
0: easily i'm i'm am <laughs> so glad you said about the music videos thing because i've been in uh, pcas and stuff before where people go oh my god the view through rate on vivo is amazing it's like yeah because they weren't watching it it was just on in the <laughs> background you might as well be airing radio ads uh, the thing is i sound like i'm being a massive debbie downer about youtube and it's like it's got loads of uses and it's really powerful and we t- <laughs> it is an important media channel but There's some quality concerns. I'm worried the Google suits are going to turn up and like kidnap me in the middle of the night now. I think what
1: we really need is if they're going to do this, because I think on this point, when you're watching TV, if there is an ad break, they've engineered that. They found a moment where the ad break works on YouTube. I feel like they're not even trying to use AI to work out when there's some downtime. Like, why are you cutting mid word? Like the guy's still talking and you've cut it (laughs) like, you know, so a bit of quality control and we could be onto a winner. Also, the younger lot don't even remember what it was like before. So they oh, won't mi- really we nice. mind, we might, because we knew days when you'd watch a uh, pre roll and like an end roll. So now we might, you'd throw in like three or four mid rolls in. But the younger lot, they'll never know.
2: In cinema, based on seven-day ComScore figures, the box office is booming. A Week in July was recorded as one of the best ever for the UK and Ireland box office. Referenced in Yahoo, there were £66 million clocked from all movies between the 21st and the 27th of July. Any guesses what may have prompted this boom? Of course, it's the Barbie and Oppenheimer phenomenon, with someone LinkedIn referring to it as the cultural frenzy, Barbenheimer. According to Variety, Warner Brothers reportedly spent $150 million of marketing for the Barbie movie. It would be amiss not to mention some of the fantastic efforts from those across the industry that have kind of supported the Barbie movement. PhD and Kinetic with a fab-out-of-home campaign. Did anyone see that?
0: I did, yep, just making, making everything pink.
2: Yeah, Snapchat <laughs> partnered with Warner Brothers with an AR campaign, so they transformed uh, iconic locations in London, I think they got you know barbie outfits on (laughs) a media first partnership with boots uk and warner brothers for essence mediacom along with many more so there's been an awful lot of hype across the industry on this and based on the latest figures i think we can make the assumption that it may or may not have prompted the return of cinema an article in campaign actually suggested that this could reignite advertiser interest in the medium and according to Marketing Week, cinema spend is expected to be up by 20.8% this year, which is obviously considerable. So, you know, what does that actually mean for us? Are we putting cinema on our plans? Are our clients interested in cinema since the Barbie hype?
0: Go on, books.
1: Well, I'll start because I reckon you have a... Have, you have seen a, it? I haven't seen it, but you I've seen the advertising. seen the advertising. I think the main thing for cinema here, I think it was to show how... Like integral it can be to an integrated campaign, I think previously it has been quite standalone sometimes, or maybe just i 'm not even going to lie has anyone planned cinema yeah you yeah. you' plan cinema how does that go
0: what do you mean how does it go like
1: is it is it very well integrated with the rest of your plans because i 'm a digital planner by trade
0: yeah, but it 's integrated in the sense that yeah, it runs the same creative as what's going on your you know connected TV for example yeah, but you don't you don't necessarily need to link it to other things it's like you 've got a really strong piece of creative work it's gonna look better if it's enormous and if it's got great sound design then that's gonna sound better on like the dolby whatever it's the quality of impact that you get with cinema that's really strong see but that's what i liked i liked
1: that they extended it they really added it to other different mediums from experiential to digital to partnerships the whole lot was catered for. And I think they reap the benefits of that. Honestly, right now, if I see someone wearing pink, I'm assuming you're going to see Barbie or you've seen Barbie. Like they've reclaimed the color pink because of the way that they took this from all angles.
0: Who'd they claimed it from?
1: Everyone. <laughs> Honestly, someone just turned up in the office wearing pink yesterday. I said, are you watching Barbie tonight? Huh? I said, no, I'm just wearing a pink summer dress. But
2: that's Barbie. What do we think it's done for cinema as a media channel and, and for us day to day? Do you think it has brought cinema back? Do you think it's topic of conversation with clients at the moment?
3: I think certainly for speaking to some people over like Pearl and Dean and things like that, that they've gone from, you know, often, you know, spots won't necessarily sort of sell out and things like that. But they're looking ahead to the rest of the slate. I mean, this was always touted like as a big year for cinema, but they're looking ahead to the slate things like, Wonker, June two, like I've already sold out of the premium spots, like these spots are called like the best spots of media because again, you're sat there just before the like the show comes on, but it's
0: the gold spot,
3: yeah, the gold spot, yeah, and so they've already they've already sold out on those, and I think suddenly it's going from rather than, oh, we'll add a bit of cinema onto this, you know, if we've got some spare budget or the first thing to go, people are thinking, how can we make sure this is a real big? cultural moment, how can we be a part of that and be really present in that? Because I mean, appearing around Barbie at the moment, like gives you such a strong leverage. at such a big, I went to see Barbie and what was your experience like? You think back to what you probably saw before it, the excitement that you had, the ads that you saw within that spot.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's done wonders for like the way that people are perceiving the channel, because about a year ago, I was sat in a room with a client who told me that no one goes to the cinema anymore because of Netflix. And that was one of those sort of moments where I'm like, don't actually put your head in your hands, Jack. Just sort of, you know, play it. I was like, I'm going to have to disagree with you there for like a number of reasons. Now, I think you've got way more people kind of taking it a little bit more seriously and actually consideration for it has boosted. But actually, if you then think about like one of the other major trends within what we do at the moment is like attention. And it's one of the highest attention forms of video advertising that you can run. Because if you've got a really compelling piece of creative work, it's going to be really hard to kind of take your eyes off it if it's. Minimal if second it's, screening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you can never get a signal in the cinema, can you? So, ever. They got blockers. If you're second screening in the cinema, you know, there's a special, yeah, place, special plus, place in
1: healthy. And that dude's <laughs> going to come down and tell you to put your phone away in his high vis. So nah, That'd be me. Wrong. I going to say
2: it's Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Well, it will be interesting to see, kind of, at the end of the year, how cinema has grown and whether this has kind of. Started the change of reinventing mm. cinema once again.
3: Are you having, like, yeah, I guess it comes back to that sort of point. Have clients now suddenly sort of panicking and saying, Oh, we didn't put cinema on our plans. Like, are you seeing that more like
0: with brands? From a planning perspective, I mean, we, I recently planned it for the client's Formula E, the race that just happened in London, and we had a really cinematic piece of creative, and we were like, This has to go on the big screen because it looks awesome. Also, we did that basically because the, Mission Impossible Fallout poster is looks exactly like our ad, so we were like, contextually, it made a lot of sense, but yeah, like I'll always put it forward for clients when it's right. Absolutely,
1: it has done wonders for cinema, as obviously Jack and Charlie have mentioned, but I think what it's also done wonders for are the benefits of sponsorships and partnerships. I think where people are obviously you know putting cinema back on the plan, but people have also just partnered with the film. And partnered with them in different ways and then activated that and extended that through social channels and other bits and pieces. I think that's another thing that's massively on the rise in the realm of like content. So, content as media, you know, it continues to proliferate. I think that's gonna be another major one in this space.
2: Oh, that's great. Our concluding thought then money well spent.
1: <laughs> yeah, especially by Oppenheimer, who didn't spend anywhere near as much, but absolutely jumped on that hype.
0: If you take away like, okay, we talk about cinema, it's great for that. And yes, there have been loads of really good partnerships. But actually, if you look at the comms planning from the Barbie marketing team, it's so smart because it uses like we always talk about like shapes of comms when we plan. And like, you know, one of those shapes is kind of like we call them tribal bubbles, where you can basically you start seeding certain things out with different communities beforehand And they were really smart about just kind of putting a little bit out, seeing what the response to it was, and then sort of, you know, reacting to that rather than going, right, here's the plan. And just sort of getting the roller out and painting in the media. They went, right, let's do a little bit here and we'll see what the response to it was. And obviously then they saw that things were really starting to kind of catch on. And then eventually that got to the point where Barbenheimer, the the phrase, became a thing. Then they'd like lent into that as well with all the memes. So... I just really liked how that they were being really agile with how they were planning. Obviously, they've got load. If, you, if you've if got 150 million, that does help things. Gorgeous. Uh, oh, man. Gorgeous. What I should do with 150 million in media. <laughs> but, like, it, you know, you combine that with all the collabs. It's just, yeah, really, really smart comms planning and, like, listening to actually what audience are doing in response that I really liked.
3: I think one other thing that I sort of heard from having a few chats was, like, having a really strong sort of, like, female-led show like was really powerful like such a good opportunity i don't know how much sort of high quality films there's been like that have been a real sort of female first audience necessarily and a really good opportunity for so many brands like you know from hair products to beauty products everything like that to sort of jump on and actually people who from again speaking to someone at Pearl and Dean kim are like there was a lot of brands who wouldn't normally get involved with cinema. Normally it's, you know, the big sort of big tech brands and things like that. But these brands saw it as a really good opportunity to actually take this cultural moment and really actually tie themselves to Barbie, I guess, with it naturally being that, but also still get the accreditation of it being I guess a woke version of Barbie, rather than normally associating myself with Barbie, would probably get a lot of backlash.
0: Yeah. What's the unwoke version? Was it like what is it? Just Barbie? Now? Well, it was. The- ha- we
1: haven't we haven't seen it, but from what I've heard, I think there's nods to the LGBTQ plus um community. Oh right. right no, you know, that's- there's other other a, races disabled involved. Disabled yeah, there might be. You so know, woke is what
0: like the right wing ability- would call it.
2: Yeah, that's what the yeah, that's what, what.
0: Hence why Ben Shapiro was losing his shit on YouTube.
2: Yeah. Bro. So that's Barbie. And, and what, the end of what? that Oppenheim, <laughs> oh, Oppenheim. Sorry. Sorry.
0: <laughs> And Oppenheimer was good
2: yeah. <laughs> they, they, So yeah. that was Barbie That was Oppenheimer. And that was cinema We're wrapping it up now um, We obviously don't need to put that bit in there
1: <laughs> Please put <laughs> that in there I love that yeah. Angry Harriet
2: Yes No, no, no Stop I'm not cracking the <laughs> Shut up them. Jack
1: Ring, ring Ring, ring Hello Meteor and on we got some nice one. We got some quite tasty ones. So I don't know if anyone went to the IAAs recently. Well, yes, you and I did. Yeah, yeah me and <laughs> you. you uh, I'm just checking invite,
0: about the boys. Jack, no. I'm, I'm not convinced the IAAs is a real thing. I think you made it up to make me feel <laughs> like I was left out.
1: No, nah, I went to the IAAs. So when I seen this one come through, I was very excited to see that you know media life is still happening you know people are still doing scandalous things in the industry not so, us not I us say. obviously no definitely oh, this not is
0: distinctly scandal free really. yeah oh
1: yeah we are scandal
2: we were just on the dance floor bookie was in a black dress <laughs> <swirl>. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah we look good to be fair we look good hang on so all three of you were at the iaas oh i was not you weren't we oh, spoke okay. to charlie's
1: comment Charlie. <laughs> yeah anyway sorry back to the problems we need to help the people guys okay so I went to the summer IAAs this year and I can't lie, it was unreal. I connected with an old supplier I haven't seen in years and we ended up hooking up. But last I remember, which was a while ago, that was in brackets, she had a boyfriend. I can't really remember, but I do feel like a bit of a sneak because maybe I knew that, but maybe they broke up during the Rona dot 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 question
0: mark. (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot what? to unpack in this. There. Hang on. So, so so they've gone to the IAs, got pissed, got with someone they don't know if they were free or not.
1: The last they remember they weren't free. The last conversation they had on the point they weren't free. They haven't spoken on the point since. Isn't
2: it on the I'm person assuming. with the partner though over Yeah. Him? yeah. They the, well, the person with n- the partner shouldn't have let it get to that point. would be my
0: If they it's, it's currently Schrodinger's affair it's both an affair and it's not because we don't know if the person's got the.
2: Schrodinger's <laughs> affair I would say to you're said funny. person I mean it's done now don't worry about it I, I love mean, that I could have
0: still said Schrodinger's <laughs> box really couldn't I yeah. but...
3: but no I think Schrodinger's affair is the right option but I think this is a really good opportunity you potentially got leverage there over this person that you can utilise partner
0: as well
1: you're yeah. Such yeah. A yeah. <laughs> those CPMs come in yeah oh. exactly you'd be like hmm
3: I seem to remember you're having this wonderful kiss we had but actually, you know, I've been thinking about these rates and I think
0: my client deserves more value. Mm-hmm. You're saying that you're not above blackmail in this situation. So we're going to add cheating and blackmail. What a cocktail.
3: Well, yeah, I think you've got to try and yeah, one, 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 how much to the other. As long as you're both into it, then you're locked into the trust, the trust arc that we've got
0: there. But oh, like The power dynamics of having you as a media <laughs> must be...
3: It's not blackmailing, Intense. it's just an ask to review your rates again, actually, if they reflect the best deal you can offer.
1: Yes, in the current right. situation.
3: What's,
0: what's our recommendation for it
3: then? You, you don't know, need to feel
1: bad yeah, and don't. blackmail them.
3: Blackmail them, yeah. Award advice. Try, try and make a pass at your media owners <laughs> who so have, a, have a partner and see if you can get better rates.
2: <laughs> so, I don't
3: endorse this
0: message. No,
2: me neither. <laughs> okay.
3: So,
1: what
0: else we got in the
3: So what have we
1: box? got? <laughs> uh, everyone, Everyone's got, you know, kind of like love life issues, so... We're always here to help, so well, keep sending them in because I'm enjoying these. Well,
0: it's kind of baffling. I mean, thank you for sending in your problems, but like, <laughs> it's baffling as to why, we want, why you want our advice on them.
2: Oh, does, so. it, does this
0: one have anything to do with media? Kind of. Okay. We'll go with that. So
1: the first one did. It was IAAs. That's me. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, CPM, this, this one. <laughs> so my workplace strongly encourages people to have overviews and shadow in other departments that they're interested in learning about or working in. I like that. Nice. I like that. That's yeah. nice. Okay. I had someone shadowing me for a few weeks. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> and then we had a vacancy go live in that time, which she has applied for. However, I noticed during her time shadowing me, she was getting more and more flirty with me. And now I don't feel comfortable hiring her, even though she is a good fit for the role. P.S. I am not, in capital N-O-T, interested in her in any way, and am in a long-term committed relationship.
2: I would like to ask the question, is there anyone else that could fit that role? But if
1: she's a good fit for the role and she can do the job...
2: Mm, yeah, actually, I that's... think it's
3: pretty harsh. I mean, like, if someone's good at their job and has fulfilled all that stuff, like, could this flirty behaviour? I mean, it could be that this person actually has no interest in them whatsoever. And like, if they're in a relationship, just because there's a little bit of chemistry, doesn't mean that something has to act on it. I don't see why. Well, you seem really <laughs> defensive,
1: Charlie. <laughs> you know,
2: but the specific wording in that was that it was uncomfortable. Yeah. Now, if you're oh, if you're okay, uncomfortable, and then you're hiring someone into the team that you're already a bit like, oh, this is... Then that, to me, is not the right thing to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, but also it's like, you wonder what's... Have they actually made a pass? Like, presumably they have. They're making them feel uncomfortable. But, I mean, Charlie flirts with me all the time and, and, and <laughs> the I, still, I still today. speak to him. And you're uncomfortable. I, and, I'm, I, and I'm married. <laughs> no, I'm deeply comfortable. See, the,
2: the sensible answer I, or the sensible advice would be that Obviously, if it's the right fit and this is really just being harmless flirting, then he needs to have a transparent, or he or she or they, need to have a transparent conversation and say, I'd like you to join the team. I think you've proven yourself, but I want to make sure that this is a platonic and no mess relationship Ooh, working you relationship.
1: You've done this before.
0: <laughs> yeah. this, this is like an insight into like you actually and your like, I'm important running the team <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh authority. She's <laughs> Broke, broken what, so this? many hearts. Everybody <laughs> gets with me. Oh, man.
2: I'll just be there like, to. wow,
1: you're not doing the most. Okay. But I think flag it. Flag it. Just make sure everyone's aware. So I think you're right. Because if they are the right fit, it feels unfair to Deny them a spot in a team where they would do the job very well just because, you know, they're just a bit touchy
3: feely in any business. Okay, touchy feely might be a different. A <laughs> yeah, touchy feely. Don't touchy feely. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I'm glad we were able to deal with some, some very media related problems. We, we are great at this. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That wraps up everything for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, it's quite weird, the fact that there are actually quite a lot of people listening, which is great. So thank you. Please smash the subscribe button, the follow button, the stalk button, See, it's hard, whatever it, it is. Um, yes, it is. It is quite hard. Please smash the subscribe Stop saying button. saying smash, bro. <laughs> smash, bro. <laughs>
1: Literally two please, times.
0: <laughs> please gently press the follow button, the subscribe button, whatever button it is, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to submit a media anon please use the link in the show notes.